Welcome to the third edition of Shep and Groot. In this episode, we're going to talk about week 11 of the NFL season. To start it off, we should talk about the Falcons and Patriots game, where the Patriots shut out the Falcons and showed why they're 7-4 and four and atop of the AFC East. I mean, what can you say? The Falcons just, they're not a good team. I mean, they won against the Saints. Is that really all they've done this season? They're now, I think, 4-6, and six, while the Pats are flying to 7-4 and four from being 1-3. I think what you have to just recognize is that the Patriots are back. I guess they're just back. They have Mac Jones, who's a well and truly qualified QB. There's no other way of saying it, saying it, but I guess you can't say he's not the best rookie QB because he doesn't have the highest ceiling, but, I mean, he's in an NFL-ready offense. He's ready to play to the fullest potential with the Patriots and you can already tell he's doing well and I think the Pats will just continue to ride this high streak and you know who knows where it goes I mean now they're top top of the AFC East they are on a huge win streak it seems that Mac Jones is starting to play really well their defense is playing absurd and I don't see this team struggling. Again, they seem to figure out stuff, how to win games, and they proved it again this week. I mean, the Falcons aren't that good of a team. They have an aging Matt Ryan. They don't have Calvin Ridley. Realistically, their offense now is just their rookie Kyle Pitts, and their defense is still its struggles. So for the Patriots, it's one of these games where it just proves why their defense is so dominant and why they have a chance to go make the playoffs and even do good in it as they're top of the AFC East because the Bills lost last week. Now, going on to the Bills, the Bills played the Colts this week. Josh, is it Josh or John Taylor? Which one is it? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, take your hat off. There's, there's, That was beautiful. Five touchdowns. I mean, there's not more you can ask of him during an NFL game from a running back, but... I think what we should mainly talk about, as you brought up, is the Bills. What's happened? Like, they were supposed to be number one seed in the AFC, from what I heard, that they were supposed to be, oh, the Chiefs don't do well, the Bills are going to rise up and be the the main team in the AFC to be the face of the AFC. And kind of ever since that Titans game, they just, they've fallen off of it. I think they've just lost their way. Yeah, I mean losing 41 to 15 to the Colts. And I think the Colts are they're 5 and 5. I think they're one of the best teams even though you know the record doesn't show it. I think they'll find a spot in the playoffs. But just being able to score that many points and being able to move the ball so efficiently on that high-powered on that high-powered defense and then stopping the high-powered offense of the Bills, it's impressive. And I I don't know what's wrong with the Bills. I mean, they've they've dropped too many games and now from being the one seed they're now the seventh seed, and they're a wild card team. And the Patriots don't look like they're losing the games now. For the Bills, it's concerning because you don't know how well they're how well they're playing, and if they'll even be able to make a uh, jump back into the top of their division. How well the Patriots are playing, but for the Colts, I mean, they are again proving why they are a good team. They made the playoffs last year, and I think they got better this year. And their record doesn't show it yet, but they've been playing significantly better as of late. And for them, they're not at the top of their division, 
but they just got a huge win from the Texans as they upset the Titans. I mean, realistically, that Texans-Titans game, I mean, who saw it coming? No one saw Tyrod Taylor just balling out against the Titans. I mean, it's the Titans. They're like, they're now the face of the AFC. I mean, you can say what you want about any other team. They're the face of the AFC right now. And that's the way it's going to be for a while. Well, it was for a while, actually, till yesterday. And I think what you generally have to look at with the Titans is that are, are they now readable? Or was it just a fluke where the Titans just had an off day, Texans decided to play up to their game and just get the one useless win that hides them or hinders them, I mean, from getting the first overall pick. This is the first game that we've seen that has really proved how big of an impact Derrick Henry has. This is one of the games where Ryan Tannehill struggled. He had four interceptions versus a Texans defense that isn't that strong. So for the Texans, it's a big win. It doesn't really mean anything. They're not going to make the playoffs. But for the Titans, it's a killer because staying atop of their division, especially with the Colts winning a huge game, it's a big loss for them. I don't think the Titans are in much danger with the division. I mean, Jaguars and Texans are basically out of it. There's no way that they're going to come back. I just think Colts are... I think they're in the position of that it's too little, too late to make a comeback for it. Yeah, I don't think the Colts can win that division, but I think that the Colts could give the Titans a run for their money in the playoffs because they've already played the Colts twice, and the Colts have lost both games. So the Titans pretty much are going to win the AFC South, but... This is one of these games where you can't lose. And it's the same thing that happened with the Jets. I mean, the Titans are 7-0 and versus playoff teams last year, and they're 0-2 versus the Jets and the Texans. Coming into the season, people thought the, Tex- the Texans and the Jets were the worst teams, and it, that's what happened. But losing these games are killer for them getting the number one seed and getting a good spot in the playoffs. So losing these games are so big for them, but... Why do they seem to do good versus other teams that are contenders, but they just don't seem to stri- to seem to be able to beat these teams that aren't very good? I think it's a mentality thing. I think the Titans had the mentality of, oh, we got to play big and tough against a really tough team. And then they think that, yeah, we're so good, we can just play laid back against the, Titan- the I mean, Texans and the Jets, and it ends up imploding on them. I mean, it's crazy how they seem to lose these games that you would t- they turn their head on it, it looks like, and then they just get outplayed. And this is what's up with this team. They are hit or miss. They were the hottest team in football, and then they just lost the Texans. I don't think we should be that concerned about it. But someone who we should be concerned about, though, is the Raiders at the moment. It is only downhill with how they've played. They haven't played well at all. And I think it's going to continue like that. But then again, it's also the Bengals. The Bengals, they're 6-4. and four. They're in the playoffs. But the Raiders have fallen off. I don't see them making the playoffs. I think this is one of these games where if they wanted the shot, they had to win, and they really didn't play that great. And this is, again, the Raiders' midseason collapse. It happens every year. They start the year out strong, and then they always seem to struggle. But for the Bengals... This was like a really good rebound game from the bank from the for their loss to the Browns. 
they go and play in in Los Las Vegas, and they go and beat a Raiders team that was in playoff contention. And for the Bengals, it gets even better with their division because the Browns won as they almost lost to a Tim Boyle-led Lions, who are 0-9-1. The Ravens beat the Bears with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. You know, I think we should probably talk a little bit about the Tyler Huntley quarterback situation in the Ravens versus Bears game. That was that was a that was very 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 heart pounding is the word. I mean, I got the, nervous when Andy Dalton came in. That was like, here comes another. Oh no, killer. no. The, se- the second I saw Andy Dalton go, and I was like, yeah, game over. We've lost. There's no way we win against Andy Dalton. I mean, and it almost seemed to be true. I mean, yet another fourth and a million mile fourth. hail mary. Fourth and eleven, and then I don't know what I, I know. Wink Martin, Martindale loves blitzing, but it's one of these things where it's like play over top. Don't put Chris, Chris Westry on one of the faster receivers in the NFL. It just it won't work. And luckily enough for the Ravens, Tyler Huntley was able to lead a game-winning drive down the field to win the game sixteen to thirteen. But what is wrong with the Bears? Everything for them seems to go wrong. I don't know how Matt Nagy still has a job, but they draft Justin Fields. I understand he gets hurt. I understand he didn't play for the first few weeks of the season, but nothing goes right for the Bears. I think that's just the way the Bears are. The Bears are a franchise that are just going to continue to struggle and struggle because it almost seems like it's like that definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again and pray it works. They keep using the same coach. They keep using the let's rely on our defense and do mediocre on offense and pray it works when it's just never going to work. I mean, they got lucky last year. They got insanely lucky with their end-of-the-year schedule to make the playoffs and the Cardinals imploding on themselves. I just totally forget that they made the playoffs. Oh, no, I 100% do as well. I mean, they played the Saints. They played the most boring playoff game you'll ever see, and... I mean, the highlight of that game was Javon Williams dropping a wide-open touchdown. So, for the Bears, I don't see them... I think Fields has a lot of potential. I think with Matt Nagy at, at head coach, I don't see it. Literally, when they played the Steelers, Matt Nagy was not there. He had COVID, and Justin Fields had his best game of his career. I'm just surprised that even after this week, where they had a winnable game, Matt Nagy is still there. I, I don't see how he should still be the coach. Nothing against Matt Nagy. I just don't think he's a good fit in Chicago. But for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson out with an illness. It isn't COVID-19, but an illness that sidelined him and left second-year quarterback Tyler Huntley to try to win a game at Soldier Field, which Harbaugh has never won until now. I mean... Overall, I can say as a Ravens fan, that was probably one of the most ugly games we've ever played. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. You can never take that away from any team that if it's a win, it does not matter how you win, whether it's good or ugly. But just overall, I'm just – I'm confused how we won. I thought the Bears were a team that we should be fearing, but I guess not. That's our season. I mean – the Bears, I didn't think the Bears were going to be that big of a struggle. But 
the Dolphins, I thought that the, the Ravens should have beat the Dolphins. The Colts game, they almost choked. The Lions game, if it wasn't for Justin Tucker, they would have lost that game. The Ravens this year are playing way too many close games, and it's just it's it's rough for them. They have the only real game they've played that has been a true blowout besides the Bengals game was the Chargers game because they that was the one game that I saw where they entirely game planned for a team. Now speaking about the Chargers, the Chargers on Sunday Night Football played against the Steelers. And they had probably one of the best games of the year with a 41 to 37 win. I mean that what I can't say anymore. That was I did fall asleep before the whole fourth quarter drama, but that was beautiful just watching it play out. That might have been the coolest I've ever seen a quarterback play. Justin Herbert seemed like there was nothing that nothing that he feared. He was making all the plays. The guy ran for 90 yards on one of the best defenses in the league. Now that's impressive of running, but he also threw for 300 yards and had three touchdowns. But the guy that really stole the show was Austin Eckler, who had four touchdowns, who almost had as many as Jonathan Taylor had. I mean, with that, I think you can say that the Steelers were really missing T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt being out was a massive blow to them during that game. You could just tell with how the running game was playing. But you you have to give all the credit to the Chargers. I mean... To, it is a stereotypical thing to say the Chargers will always lose a close game, but they didn't. Not this year. They 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 were blowing the game and realized you know what it is time to win a close game. It is, and they did it. I think going on the AFC West, we probably should talk about the Chiefs. Is how they pretty much proved how they're still the same team. They started out rough. They were at one point considered not to be a playoff team. Now they just beat the Cowboys. They pretty much showed a dominant defensive game, which is something that five weeks ago you would have been like, who, the Chiefs? No, no, they gave up 50 points a game. But this was the first true game where their defense has showed out, and mainly Chris Jones had an absurd game. But this was the first true Chiefs game that is, in my opinion, bumped them up to the top of the teams in the AFC, AFC right now. The Titans, they lost. The Bills, they lost. The Ravens, they won, but they had an ugly game without their starting quarterback. And then the Chiefs are sitting in the AFC West with a good chance to, I don't know, maybe get the one seed, maybe go all the way. I hate to say it, but I just think that this team has figured something out. Their defense is starting to play better. I don't know. I just hope that they don't go that far, but it's the Chiefs. You never know. I mean, I think that at this point, if you're the Chiefs, you don't even view the regular season as anything. You view it as just the thing that's stopping you from getting to the playoffs and they really only care about getting to the playoffs and I think they took that idea for granted and realized you know we have to change our idea of the way we play because they they obviously have changed it they've gone from three and four to now being seven and four and just dominating a Cowboys team which I, I actually would like to talk about the Cowboys are just every year it is every year with the Cowboys. This year, it looked different. They lost the Broncos, then they go and beat a Falcons team, but then they lose the Chiefs. You never know with the Cowboys. I think when that Broncos game, I feel like it was just a fluke by both teams. I think Broncos don't ever play that well, and they did, and Cowboys don't usually ever play that low to competition. 
Yeah, I think that the the Cowboys, that was one of their worst games that they've played offensively. Now going with another NFC East team, I think we should probably talk about how the Eagles, now using a new scheme of being able to run the ball a lot more, they've won a lot. They've won three in a row, and they've they just beat a Saints team that was in a playoff contention. Now the Eagles, they're not at an ideal situation to make the playoffs. They pretty much have to win out already. But winning a game versus the Saints, that's a pretty big win for them. I mean, the Saints are pretty much injured yeah, but beyond belief. But That I, game was over. It was a blowout until the Saints made the score look a little bit better. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything against the Saints. I think Trevor Simeon is doing pretty good. I think it hurts that your starting quarterback gets hurt, but I just don't see you guys making the playoffs this year, especially having dropped two or th- three bad games in a row. Just, I don't see it happening. Now, speaking of another team that's dropped some games, I think the Packers, that's the biggest issue. They go and play a Vikings team who I think is one of the best teams that are the most underrated teams in the NFC. They're, in my opinion, very similar to the Colts, the Vikings and Packers game. I think with the Vikings game, I think that proves one thing to me, that they can't actually win a close game. And congratulations, Vikings. You finally won a close game. Took them, took some time, but, you know, I mean, week, week 11, you, f- you finally make a field goal. You finally don't give up a last-second play. Okay, Greg Joseph's not that bad of a kicker. Let's 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 not say that. But I don't think he's that bad of a kicker. I just think that this Vikings team has been so close every week. Just like the Colts. They, they've been so close. And this is the first real week where they've won, and they've pulled it all together. I don't count the Lions win as pulling it all together. I don't count all the other games that they've played that they've won. I just think this is the first true test for them and the first real proof that they have a chance. They're in a similar situation to the Colts. They're going to have to win out. They're going to have to be able to beat division and top teams in the NFC like like both teams just did. But I think this is an impressive win for the Vikings, and it's another bump in the Aaron Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry about that. Aaron Rodgers potentially final season in Green Bay. I think the Packers are just they're just I don't really know how to say it. That's what I'm stuttering about is that confusing. They are extremely confusing. I just there's no words to describe. I thought so many times that I was thinking to myself that, you know what, maybe the Packers can't actually win the championship. Maybe they can't actually go to a Super Bowl and finally give Aaron Rodgers that one last chance to bring a trophy home to Lombardi. And then they find some way every time. Example last year, you're at the five, it was like five or eight yard line, somewhere around there, and you're at fourth and goal down by eight, and you're like, yeah, let's kick a field goal and give the ball back to Tom Brady in the playoffs. And I think people forget on that play. Aaron Rodgers might have been able to run in touchdown. Instead, he threw it. But the the they are just a, such a confusing team. They lose the card. They they lose these games that they shouldn't be losing. They beat the Cardinals, but they lose these confusing games. Now the Cardinals, they again are now top of the AS, the NFC as they beat the Seahawks 23 to 13. Not really a crazy game. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were both in, both inactive, but Colt McCoy got it done. And it's it's one of these games that it's it's pretty funny how the Seahawks 
are just not this team anymore. I don't think it's a Pete Carroll thing. I don't think it's a Russell Wilson thing. I think it's a huge accumulation of injuries with just they're not playing the egg grade. I mean, they just, I mean, I don't want to say the Seahawks deserve this, but at the same time, I they kind of do. I feel like they've depended so much on Russell Wilson the past couple of years that it's now kind of blowing up in their face that maybe we do need to redo some things on the team. The defense is the main issue. And it's not like they're getting bombed 50 points every game, but their issue, again, is their defense. And then when en- whenever they have a chance on offense, it's not producing it. It's, it's really one of the, the shortcomings of this team. And I think for them, they're not going to go this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. But I think it's, it's is Pete Carroll on a hot seat next year? Is Wilson, has he, like, has, is he starting to struggle too much? These are questions you got to ask because realistically, after they lost to the, to the Rams in the wild card, they really haven't been the same team. And they probably won't be for a while. I think this isn't going to be a short-term idea. We can fix this easily. It's going to have to be something you have to go into thought process. If you are the head people at the Seahawks, you have to think about what do you want to be as a franchise. Do you want to keep trying to play into the playoffs? And they're in a, they're in a tough spot. They're in the most not – maybe not, maybe not the most competitive – they might be in the toughest division. They got the Cardinals and the Rams. Don't forget and, the 49ers. Well, yeah, Niners. I mean, they they're looking hot. They just beat the Jags, thirty but to ten. But that that says nothing about anything. I mean, if you beat the Jags, that's congratulations. Well, you never know. I mean, the Jags they can upset a team, as the Bills would know. And yeah, I mean, you know, Josh Allen versus Josh Allen, and the Jags won one. So. I think to wrap this up, we probably should go over the rest of the games that happened this week. The Lions and the Browns played with the Browns winning 13-10. to Tim Boyle, first NFL career start. I truly don't know how he was starting, but he did. And they actually played a pretty decent game versus the Browns team. Uh, football team versus the Panthers. This was a huge uh, reunion matchup. Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton and the Panthers. Very funny how it seemed to work out. Washington wins at the end, but again, Panthers, I think it's done for them too. We got the Niners and the Jags. I they won thirty to ten. Jaguars. No, no one watched that Jag team, no one did, unless you're a Niners fan, but that outside of that, who realistically wanted to watch that? What confuses me with the Niners though is that they beat the Rams, they beat the Jags, and then knowing them, they'll just go and play a game where they'll get destroyed. Now, probably the most entertaining game of the week would be the Dolphins and Jets, in which Joe Flacco came, and he he lost, but, you know, okay. what, do you, what do you expect with the Dolphins and Jets matchup? It's just going to be okay, we not will- that great of a score. It was 24-17, to 17, and what do you expect? Okay, We've watched the Ravens long enough to know that Joe Flacco football isn't entertaining. So we're not we're not saying that you should watch the Jets with Joe Flacco, but we're saying it's not going to be entertaining football. You're going to get disappointed. 
I mean, but then again, if you're a Jets fan watching the game, it's not exactly like you're expecting to win. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco, I mean, maybe he gets signed by a playoff team and then comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Uh, I doubt it, but you never know. He's not Nick Foles. He's not the Nick Foles. So I think uh, that's going to be it. I think thank you for watching our podcast on week 11 of the NFL season. We will be back next week with week 12, going over some of the Thanksgiving games and then the rest of the week. Signing out, Shep. And DeGroote. See ya.